from Cape Town. This is the Voice of the Cape, 91.3 FM. This is Inside Sports. Tashi Mamla, the first South African to get 300 in a test match. Your country salutes you. Inside the News. Inside the updates. Assalamu alaikum and a very good evening to you. Just gone uh, oh, almost 20 past eight. It's great to be back with Inside Sport for show for 2021, exclusive to the Voice of the Co- uh, Cape, where we cover all the latest news and we chat to uh, past and present sports stars as well. I'm your host, Firoj Sheikh, and my tech tonight is Nazim Peterson. We're talking running, karate, and cricket tonight. My studio guest is Irfan Abrams, who's uh, done wonderful things with the 50 50 campaign. Karate uh, with the Sunny Pele, who joins us from Turbans, he's just been elected president of Karate South Africa for the third term and Denisha Devnarayan, the CSA Women's National and Under-19 coach ahead of the uh, Pakistan series, which gets underway in Durban on Wednesday. But before that, let's catch up with all the latest uh, news coming through. Three matches in England today, where one is almost over. It's the big one. Liverpool United is still goalless in uh, that match. Uh, Tottenham Hotspur beating Sheffield United 3-1 in the earlier game. Uh, Manchester City then play Crystal Palace in the late game, which gets underway at about quarter past nine. Australia were 21 without loss in the second inning that stumps on day three of the fourth test against India in Brisbane, leading by 54 runs. They made 369 in their first innings, while India made 336. And in goal, where Sri Lanka playing England, that match, uh, England well on the verge of taking that one. They're 38 for three in their second innings at stumps, uh, needing another 36 runs to win the match. They made 421, while Sri Lanka made 135 and 359. Time now to say assalamu alaikum to Irfan Abrams. Uh, shukran for joining us tonight on VOC. Alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. How are you doing, brother Firoz? Alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah. It's lovely being in studio and shukran for the opportunity. No, it's a pleasure, it's a pleasure. Now you can join us as well. You can call <laughs> us on 021-442-3530, WhatsApp 0829-913-913 for any comments as well. Now, uh, Irfan, you've currently started the 50 for 50 half marathon uh, challenge. Uh, before we talk about that uh, you also started the lace up uh, for change npo tell us uh, what is it that uh, all of, what's this all about and why did you start that uh, lace up for change um, was an ngo that was started with um, myself and my good friend faisal jacobs who's a rectal cancer survivor and um, we both enjoyed running and um, we got together and said how can we use running and sporting activities to benefit the community and we saw the need uh, within the the homeless fraternity in and around um, Cape Town, but never were we prepared for what we actually got to see when we rolled up our sleeves and we started working as an NGO, um, because we we then started um, what we called the Boobaran, and the Boobaran was just, you know, Boobar in Cape Town mm. is synonymous <laughs> with the Thursday evening, Alhamdulillah, and it's such a nutritious meal, and uh, we thought you know, why not share this with um, the homeless? And it started actually with Islamic Relief with a little 10-litre um, pot, and we used to assist them. And then um, a year later, we took on the initiative. It was became 
part and parcel of Lace Up for Change. So you start at a point that um, is five kilometers from the first point of distribution. And um, Alhamdulillah, people who just come and they, they bring whatever they wish to, to share. We started just with a pot of buba. Alhamdulillah, four years on now, uh, before lockdown, we'd go out with um, at least two 100 liter pots of buba, mm. sandwiches, three to four pot, 100 liter pots of food. They get clothing, they get um, fruit. We try and cover all the areas in the Western Cape and we go out one evening, the first Saturday in every month um, of the year. And Alhamdulillah, the people had known us for now by now because we wear pink and uh, pink stands out. Yes. And Alhamdulillah, the, the, you know, so many people in Buddha Mahdi that was just on yes. come Ramadan time after Tarawih, we'd go out, um, you know, Friday evening, Saturday evening, Sunday. Time Sunday evenings and he'd cover when we one, two o'clock in the morning, he does the evening show, we'd still be on the road seeing to the to the homeless and we try to empower them. But that was just the, the starting point to where we find ourselves now with many other projects that we started, Alhamdulillah. Fantastic. Now you can tell Mrs. Abrams that I'm waiting for my booba invites <laughs> as well. <laughs> the funny part is there's no Mrs. that makes anything. It's the guys that are empowered. Okay, all right, I'm waiting for that. But is this something you always want to be involved in? Yeah. Alhamdulillah, look, um, as an educator, um, my focus was always to, how do I teach outside of the classroom? Because um, education and teaching doesn't only happen inside of the classroom. And um, one very experienced senior teacher, after many years being involved with all sporting activities, athletics starting January and then soccer and cricket throughout the year, said, Irfan, what, what, as an educator, have you ever thought um, where many educators, their stories go to the, to the grave. Have you ever thought of leaving behind a legacy, being a legacy of education, legacy of what would you like to leave behind that people would like to remember you by? And I said, I never really thought about it because what we've done is we've always done it for, for the love of education and what our teachers done. And then, um, you know, through uh, the running club, um, Iteko, I was sitting where you were sitting. <laughs> and then one evening they came in and they just started the club and they said, um, look you promoting running and healthy life do you run i said no i said so how can you promote so come and see if you can do a five kilometer let's just say the it was like a duck to water uh the rest is history i started enjoying running um Yes, there were some um, some some challenges along the way where um, I was diagnosed with angioedema, and um, but running gives me my freedom. I'm I'm free. I can be whoever I want to be. I can be Usain Bolt on a day, and then I can be you know Sluggy the Snail on another day. But as long as I finish, that's important. And if you can put your body on the line and you do it for the benefit of the greater community and people can buy into that, then Alhamdulillah we have a win-win situation. And I think. You you, you, when you're saying like you took like a duck to water, I was just looking at your CV and uh, wow, some of those marathons you, you ran. But we'll cover that later <laughs> on. It's absolutely phenomenal. But uh, you've launched that 50-50 uh, challenge yeah. now. Uh, what is this all about? Alhamdulillah, um, on the 12th of December... Um, 2020 um, Allah has granted me 50 years on this dunya. Wow. I turned 50 Fantastic. years of age, Alhamdulillah. And um, with that, I thought, you know, uh, we're not going to have big parties and celebrations and, and all. Why not celebrate the year of 2021, my 50th year, and give shukr to Allah 
And through the love of running and, and sport and Allah's grant me opportunities, um, you know, to travel the world, to, to experience what I always long to have mm. experienced. And just to say shukr, I thought let's take on a challenge. Um, 50 years of age, you don't do marathons anymore. You are given a bit of a, a, a bit of leeway. So we do, why not do one half marathon, 21.1 kilometers for every week of the year of 2021. But just not run it, but run it and try and get 50 schools to benefit from it, where each learner for each of the 50 schools will get a pair, brand new pair of school shoes. Mm. But 2021 will be just a year of fundraising, and 2022, inshallah, in the first term, we hope to let that dream become reality, inshallah. And obviously, the, the schools have chosen is on a national basis, right? Not specifically that, Cape Town? No, or? for the very first time. Look, um, Firoz, we've done it for two years, and Alhamdulillah, we've successfully given four schools, each learner, a brand new pair of school shoes. We've had fantastic support um, by one of the manufacturers of the school shoes so we get the school shoes at a at a good price but we didn't want it for free we wanted to work mm-hmm. for it and um, you know even the the very people listening on this radio they were phenomenal because they could pledge um, shoes we didn't want actual uh, shoes we wanted uh, the money so that we could buy the shoes and then we still had some change to buy socks mm-hmm. because after the second school once fitting on the shoes um, at these um, underprivileged schools, we found out that the kids never even had a pair of socks. Mm. So um, for, for, this, uh, for this project, we ask people for every kilometer that I run, for every run that I make, even the Magnia and Sadaka, just for one pair of school shoes, um, it's 150 rand. Um, and um, I'll leave the banking details here. So this will run for the whole year of 2021. Mm. Mm. And if Allah grants me my health and strength, I hope to complete 52 half marathons, uh, a minimum of that. And then we're going to benefit not only schools in the Western Cape, mostly in the Western Cape, but uh, the big challenge this year is that we hope to go national and that every other province in South Africa, at least one school, would be um, benefited. And here we're gonna, you know, we 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 gonna jump in and we're gonna say that we're gonna need your assistance if you'd like to be um, <laughs> an ambassador for the for the project. Inshallah. If you could maybe earmark through your network in in Durban a really underprivileged school, mm. and um, we 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 do, and and it gets ticked off, then Inshallah, that school Inshallah will benefit from a period. So um, you can you can take time to think about it. We're not gonna put you on the spot and say run run off marathon oh. or something. So we're just going to ask you to to see you. You yeah. come from the, you know the, the you know uh, which school would benefit from it. But we're going to keep that a secret. We're only going to tell the schools in 2022. We're going to surprise each school. So we're not going to let anybody know before the time. Mm. It's going to be a good surprise, alhamdulillah. Fantastic, alhamdulillah. Now, 50 marathons, of, of course, that the challenge that you set yourself is quite a daunting one. And I have no doubt that you will achieve that. But why such a difficult challenge? Uh, I, I did you just want, <laughs> you know, to stretch yourself or what was it? <laughs> um, it's, it's something similar to um, 2010 when we started the, the um, Million Rand Challenge. And um, I asked somebody the question that uh, if I if we had come up with the hundred rand challenge, would would it be catchy? Would anybody want to really listen uh. what it's about? 
And um, you know, we had we had some people who support and we had people say, "Are you mad? You never ever gonna raise a million rand." That was a million rand to support underprivileged schools mm. in the Western Cape. And um, Alhamdulillah, that was running a major marathon um, each year. Um, we never had a cent. We just had a near and we had tawakul and and we had good people that supported us. Um, and started in 20, 20, um, 2011 with the New York Marathon and again the rest is history after the second year after the Chicago Marathon um, we had been 150,000 rand short of a million rand that we set ourselves wow. for five years mm. and then we did London and then we did Amsterdam and then we did three major marathons in one year in 2015 I was in your neck of the woods we did the Comrades Marathon mm. we did the Two Oceans Ultra we did the Boston Marathon we alhamdulillah many professional athletes don't even get that opportunity and I was yeah. very privileged and it, it ended off on a high note in November 2015 when I was given an opportunity to be the flag bearer and run the New York Marathon for a second time and you know keeping the flag aloft at the opening ceremony of the New York Marathon and that for me for everybody who supported that challenge for five years um, that was carrying all of their support um, you know a little boy from the Cape Flats being the flag bearer in a in a coon suit that says a lot <laughs> you know in fun I was going to touch on all those marathons now but you've touched on it but we'll come to that yeah. uh, just now let's just talk uh, talk a little bit about your personal experiences of course you've been uh, very much involved in sport in various capacities as player coach uh, see you represented Western Province as squash and hockey uh, involved in uh, football coaching playing um, now you also coach your school uh, Rocklands High so you've been fairly involved in, in sport all these years so um, um, uh, this was a natural choice for you to be part of this campaign to raise funds for worthy causes. Was that uh, the the stepping stone for all of this? You know, um, it was just two days ago when a friend said that, look, you're 28 years in teaching, you're doing this challenge now. Um, why? What, what have you got? I said, if I had time, I'd really like to sit down and and. and and write a book or compile certain stories that um, that that need to be to, to be shared. And sad for me is teaching in a Mitchell's Plain in the Rocklands. I've never had the I live in Mitchell's Plain syndrome. We always try to share with the learners to break that cycle because we have immense talent, raw natural talent, mm. and especially the the amazing program that you've had and all the, the the top heroes and legends of the sports that you have had on the show, the Idris Burtons, the Adib Abrams and, and, and the likes, Duncan and Desmond Curry. You know, these are people that played a big role part in my life because Desmond, Duncan are educators mm. as well and they'll share with you we, had, we have so much talent, especially in the footballing fraternity but if you ask who makes it as professional football players I'm sad to say that I can count on my one yeah. on my one hand because they fall through the cracks. So as an educator, one just wants to show that you might not be the most talented, but um, you, the educator, be the example. So I might not be the fastest. I might not be the world's best. But you make intention and you put your mind to it. Mm. We want to show the, the learners that you can achieve it. And it's not through one person and yourself because it's always a team. Mm. So when I use the word I, I try and use it very sparingly because as a team, we've, you can achieve anything. And I mean, I can share with you stories of learners who, you know, professional teams were, were lining up to sign them. 
But unfortunately, the, 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 the personal circumstances, there wasn't just enough support yeah. to guide them out of that. I mean, Tashrik Maris, who's now playing for Cape Town uh, City, are one of the few highlights of one's teaching career because seeing him grow from a 10-year-old at Ajax through the high school, being there for his grandparents who, who he loves tremendously and he had a, he had a plan, he had a focus mm. and he's one of the few that, um, you know, I don't mind to highlight at any time because Alhamdulillah he's, he's, he's made a success yeah. of his, of, of his life and it's hard so. But um, it also strengthens you as, a, as an educator because you always there the following year to try and let um, the next set of learners not fall in that cracks. Now, I want you to just share some of your experiences with uh, your personal experiences with us with these marathons you've mentioned. Uh, New York, London, Boston, Amsterdam, Chicago. These are world famous marathons that we watch on TV and all these yeah. world class athletes and you're actually <laughs> privileged uh, to take part in it. Yeah. Uh, what is those experiences Peros, like? Um, I can only imagine, <laughs> but please share it with us. Peros, most of my experiences are rather humorous, <laughs> so I could expose myself. <laughs> I mean, I think about it um, you know, Al Anwar Hajj and Umrah, um, you know, um, they were um, amazing. We, we went and approached him to say, Listen, I don't have a cent, but I need to go and run the New York Marathon. Um, I need, um, you know, I need a a flight and I need accommodation. Would you would you sponsor me? And Alhamdulillah, you know they they, they looked at the project. They didn't look at the person. So that's how it. How do you manage to get to these ones? The, uh, actually, Cameron Dugmore, the the parliamentarian. Um, I played squash when he had played for UCT, and he was one of the few um, players of, of of color in the in the sense of the white players mm -hmm. playing in the in the colored um, uh, fraternity. And I played him one evening at. Um, in Belgravia at the squash courts and I thought I was the sprightly 16 year old uh. and knew it all and here comes Cameron Dagmore and he sweeps me off the court yeah. I'd never forget that only to realize as he finished his studying career he became involved with politics well he was always involved in politics and lo and behold he becomes the minister um, of a local minister of education and I'm like I know this guy mm. and then he took on a challenge in 2010 to run the New York Marathon without training but he wanted to do it for a charity and if he could do it I thought let me drop some names and I called him up and said Mr. Mr. Dagmo uh, you still remember me he said yes I said listen you need to help me you did it last year you didn't enter you, you managed to get a charity could you help me and he said yes and he said um, well through Ilana Maya I can get you a, a charity but it's going to cost you 30,000 rand I said Okay, I'll take uh, it. Uh, <laughs> I'll still remember I was at the CTICC um, with uh, an Aptosa conference, and I said, I'll take it. I didn't know where it was going <laughs> to come from. And Alhamdulillah, that, accepting that, and, and Allah must have accepted uh, those to us, Alhamdulillah. We managed not only to give um, the JAG Foundation the 30000 because that's how they raised their money. They had only five entries. They charged 30000 We managed to give them the 30000 um, like I said, Al Anwar, they were amazing. So I got to to New York. I mean, I saw the first yellow cab. <laughs> I thought, well, uh, I think I'm in New York. Yeah. And then I stayed on Fifth Avenue, not realizing the you know the historical background of Fifth Avenue. And Alhamdulillah, I got set up at the hotel. And the next morning, I said, listen, um, I went down to the reception. I said, guys, before the race, my brother just asked me to do one thing: to take a photo of. Um, the tallest building in, in New York. 
um, can you guys help me with uh, the, the name of this building? And um, they said, is it the Empire State Building? I said, yeah, but look, I don't know in New York. Can you please help me? I know I'm going to get lost, but can you help me? And they all burst out laughing, <laughs> and I'm like, okay, did I say something wrong? And they took me by the hand, I'll never forget. And they walked me out of the door, and they said, um, if you look right across uh-huh. the hotel, that's the Empire State wow. Building. I didn't even know that. <laughs> and um, it's it's things like that. And then going to the to the races, going to to Juma for the first time in New York, you know, rushing from the the convention center where you to pick up your number. You know, my mom always said you can travel the world, but don't be late for Juma yeah. and don't nick your your salas. Yeah. And I'm rushing back because in my mind, half past twelve, you need to be there. And lo and behold, I get there and they had closed the the doors and. I'm like, oh, how can I? What am I going to tell my mom? And um, quickly, the educational side of traveling comes in, and um, this brother calls me down. He said, brother, and it seems like you're not from here. I said, no, from South Africa. He said, no, don't worry. Because of the number, uh, the big numbers in New York, there are two Jumas. Okay. So the first one is in progress. Just wait here with me. Um, when they come out, we'll go and we'll have our Juma, alhamdulillah. And that's where the experiences came mm. in. In Atlanta, people got to see the clocks turned um, an hour back the night before. I didn't realize the. I got to the Juma Al-Nur. I'll never forget the name of the Islamic school. Beautiful masjid in Atlanta. And... Um, Nobody was there, and I'm like, don't they old Juma here in Atlanta? Only to realize that the clocks had been turned back. I was an hour and a half early for wow, Juma. Okay. And the brother Khalid was there, and I still had to stand in front of the, the mosque doors, and they, I'd shake everybody's hand, and he said, this is brother Irfan from Cape Town. Say salam to him, and let's make him feel welcome. Uh, and I can go on with so many other stories, wow, alhamdulillah. Brilliant, brilliant. Um, Irfan, do you have those contact details for that 50-50 challenge? You want to give yes. it out, and then you can send it to me, and I can also give it out in the week as well. Yeah. Um, look, we've completed two half marathons. Yeah. already. did start on the 8th. Um, uh, so we did the back to, to my roots. We did family time on Wednesday morning at um, quarter past six, inshallah, um, at the outside gym opposite SABC on the Seapoint Promenade. We'll be doing five loops of twenty of five kilometers and then we'll do an extra kilometer and and, and one. Um, that is on Wednesday, quarter past six. And then on the 23rd from uh, 44 Reichersdal Avenue in Bayview, it's called Home Run. So we'll take people through where we actually get to train at home. Okay. So we'll run from Bayview to Pelican Heights and back. We'll do two loops. But whoever comes, they'll get booba. So I don't know if you want to come. They'll okay. get booba. Fresh consistency. I need to taste the But all we need, uh, um, Brother Feroz, is... Um, people just to go on to Lace Up for Changes, um, uh, banking details in the website, pledge as much as you can, make near maybe one pair of school shoes for every month uh, because without the support of the people, um, this will not be possible. So yes, it's we, a website, you can just Google Lace Up, Lace for, up for Change. Um, I'll forward you the, yeah. the details of the banking details. People can, can go on there. They can contact me as well, And um, but it's easier if they could just do EFTs and Alhamdulillah, before we even did our first run, um, a thousand rand was already deposited and it's a half marathon we're not mm. doing a sprint we don't want all the monies to be in it at one time if I, we're just going to take a short break uh, we're going to go for ads and then we'll just go this is 
Inside Sport. With Sashi Mamla, the first South African to get 300 in a test match. Your country salutes you. Inside the News. Assalamu alaikum and welcome back to Inside Sport. Just got in quarter to nine. Before we wrap up with Irfan Abrams, I'm just starting a new thing on the show tonight, uh, Irfan. Unfortunately, <laughs> you're the scapegoat. Hey, now. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just fun. It's all right. Um, you sound like a fun guy, so it's not a problem. So you told me you were a Tottenham Hotspur fan. So I just want to test your knowledge very quickly. Yo, Let's yo, see. Yo, yo. Um, uh, just five easy questions. Let me go. All right. Let's go with the question number one. When last did Tottenham win a trophy? I think 1978. 1978. I'm, I'm just going to mark it to see how many you get right for a Spurs, Spurs fan. Uh, 2008. Are you talking league? No, any trophy. No, so the, FA, Cup was the FA Cup was the last. FA Cup that they won. But it was in early. No, it was a long no, time ago. No, we're fine. <laughs> 2008, they won the League Cup. Uh, okay. So that's zero already. <laughs> <laughs> Who is Tottenham's all-time leading goal scorer? Um, Gary Lineker. Nope. Uh, nope as well, does he? <laughs> Jimmy Greaves. Jimmy, Jimmy Greaves. Greaves. You heard of him? Yeah, 220. Okay. Who is the record signing? He's a current player. I'll give you a clue. Um, give me a clue. He's a current player, midfielder, uh, signed from France. Um, 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 Leon. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. That, uh, <laughs> not Tim, Tim Bailey. Nope. No. Um. <gasps> three, two. Okay, one. I'll pass that one. Right. Just pass that one, sir. Okay. okay. How many times have Spurs won the league? Actually, not including the Premier League and the old First Division. Not a lot. <laughs> well, how many? <laughs> Nazima's lobby is <laughs> loving this at the moment. Um, twice. Twice, yeah, yeah, absolutely, two times, and that's a long time ago. Eh? <laughs> what was the best finish in the Premier League, by the way? Um, they ended second. Which year, do you know? Um, that was um, three. All right, it doesn't matter. It was in 2017. Yeah, so three you years two. ago. You want to go back to that question quickly? Um, Who's the record signing? He played today. Oh my yeah, he God. played today. I see him in my. I see him. Three, two, nah. one. Tanga and Dombele. And Dombele. Yeah. Two I out of five. <laughs> two out of five. <laughs> uh, Ifan Abrams, it's been a fun and it's been a pleasure chatting to you. All Just the best to you and whatever you're doing. I mean, inshallah. And uh, shukran so much for the opportunity. And make dua that Allah grants me uh, my health and strength. For all those who are not well, may Allah grant him complete shifa. All those who have passed on, inshallah. Allah grant him janatul fidos, inshallah. Amen. And shukran so much and continue with the great work that you're doing, inshallah. inshallah. Inshallah, inshallah. Time now to chat to our second guest who joins us from Durban. He's just been elected uh, for a third term as president of Karali, South Africa. And we say a very good evening to Mr. Sunny Pillay. Thanks for joining us on Voice of the Cape. Good evening, Faroz. Thank you for having me once again on your uh, network. I sincerely appreciate it. Only Always a, a pleasure speaking to you. Only a pleasure talking to you, Mr. Pillay. Firstly, congratulations on your election for a ter- uh, third term. Thank you so much. It was a sweet victory uh, with a landslide uh, uh, victory as well. Uh, the margin was 52 to 3 votes against mm. me. Mm. And uh, the entire executive committee was elected uh, with pretty much the same scenario, with an overwhelming majority. So we are delighted. 
because there has been unfinished business in the past two terms when I was president because of the various challenges. And of course, as you know, 2020 was a year that wasn't uh, at all uh, non-existent. And therefore, we need to finish what we first set out to do. Hence, this third term is crucial because I intend to leave a legacy before I bow out gracefully. Now, uh, Mr. Pillay, of course, we know 2020, as you said, wasn't a good year with all sport and everything around the world. But um, did you guys, I'm sure you guys had something to do in terms of the karate uh, organization, you guys, uh, uh, lessons, classes. I'm sure some of those things started out later on. And of course, the protocols that you guys were uh, put in place. Yes, with very stringent protocols in terms of the COVID-19 combat and compliance, We uh, slowly, after March, uh, restarted the engines of the karate clubs and uh, ensured that the sport was alive, well, and kicking. And uh, the only major, the major difference was we didn't allow any contact between the uh, participants, the athletes that were training. No championships since March, right until date. And, of course, uh, masks were compulsory and social distancing. Sanitization was always very evident at all the karate clubs. So we have left nothing to chance, uh, Faroz. Mm. But the karate activity with regards to practice has been going on. Fantastic. Now, Mr. Player, obviously you've got many affiliated clubs here in Cape Town as well. Anything that they can look forward to in 2021? Yeah, 2021 is a, uh, let's say, a point of departure for us with regards to 2020. Despite the fact that there's a second wave, we're more optimistic with 2021, given especially that the vaccines are around. We're hearing a lot about it. And uh, we have uh, major championships that are planned for this 2021 season, especially in the second and third quarter and thereafter. The Africa South championships is uh, scheduled for Johannesburg at the end of May, beginning of June. The Arnold Schwarzenegger Sports Festival uh, and karate is a very integral part of that sports festival. That's also on the cards for mid-May, COVID-19 permitting, of course. And of course, our national championships uh, that is also on the cards. So things are happening, but beyond that, one of the, I said we had unfinished business because for 2023, I have been promised the World Championships, the World Cup, as we know, by the World Karate Federation. And we have lined up for 2022 the All-Africa Championships under the auspices of UFAC, Union of Federations of All-Africa. So that's also, uh, at this moment in time, on our calendar for the next two years. So there are exciting times ahead. And uh, therefore I ask our athletes, our karate instructors, our officials that serve karate so wonderfully to hang in there. There is light at the end of the tunnel. Fantastic. Mr. Mr. Pillay, thanks for chatting to us and all the best to you and your organization for the uh, for 2021. Thank you so much, Faroz. Always a pleasure chatting with you and thank you for having me on your show again and especially giving coverage 
and spotlighting karate activity. Only Thank you. Pleasure. And as they say in karate, ush. <laughs> Only a pleasure, Mr. Pillay. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Now, the Pakistan women's team are in Durban to take on the Proteas in the three-match ODI T20 series starting on Wednesday. We're now joined on the line by the CSA Women's Under-19 and uh, Women's National Academy coach, Tanisha Devnaran. Tanisha, thanks for chatting to us on Voice of the Cape uh, this evening. Hi, Tanisha. Looks like we just have a technical problem with the Denisha. We'll try and get hold of her. So uh, the Pakistan women are in uh, Durban to play a three-match ODI and T20 series, and that gets underway on Wednesday. All those matches taking place in uh, Kingsmead. The ODI is up first on the 20th, the 23rd, and the 26th, and that will be followed by the T20 internationals on the 29th, the 31st, and the 3rd of uh, February. Of course, Tokyo of Pakistan, the approaches are there as well. So uh, they in uh, Pakistan for a two-match uh, series. They got there yesterday so they are currently doing their preparations for that and if you missed the United Liverpool game I can tell you that uh, that match ended a goal so United stay on top uh, with that point but uh, Manchester City with a couple of games in hand can go top of the league should they win those uh, remaining games we're still trying to get hold of Denisha uh, so she can tell us about the preparations ahead of the uh, uh, T20 and the ODI series against uh, Pakistan Okay, I think we can't get hold of her for that. Uh, we'll have to wrap it up there uh, for tonight uh, this uh, and this week. Uh, I'll be back with more sporting news on the drive time from Monday to Friday. From Ifiro Sheikh, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. The Voice of the Cape, 91.3 FM Stereo.